It's time for The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Thursday, January 7th, 2016. We have 17 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have southeast winds, 5 to 10 knots. And today we'll be talking about a new way to detect tsunamis with the help of cargo ships fitted with special sensors. But first, a look at our Columbia River ship schedule for the day. We have five inbounders, we have six in the Astoria Anchorage, and we have six outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is the Sunny Young. She's a bulk carrier arriving from South Korea, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She uh, will ultimately go up to Kalama to pick up corn, soy, or wheat, but look for her arriving in Astoria's Anchorage around 12.30 p.m. The Momo Glory is arriving from Japan. She is uh, headed for Astoria's Anchorage, and she's going upriver eventually to pick up wheat, but look for her arriving in Astoria's Anchorage around 12.30 p.m. The Ultra Vanskoy arrives from South Korea. She's headed for Astoria's Anchorage as well, but she'll ultimately be heading up to Portland to uh, pick up a cargo of potash, but look for her in Astoria's Anchorage by about 1.30 p.m. So the Anchorage is filling up today. Um... All but one of our arriving ships are headed there, as as is the next one, the Jenko Asheron. She is arriving from China, also headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She is another wheat ship, and she will arrive in the Anchorage around 2.30 p.m. Uh, another ship, our final inbound ship of the day so far, is named the Portland. She's arriving from Mexico, headed for Vancouver's Anchorage, and she's going upriver to pick up wheat. She'll pass Astoria in the evening around 11.30 p.m. and arrive at the Port of Vancouver at about 5.30 a.m. on Friday. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have uh, some ships that are going to head upriver today. The Momo Glory is arriving around 12.30 p.m. She'll be moving on by 4 p.m. to uh, to Vancouver to pick up that wheat, and will arrive there at about 10, uh, 10 p.m. The Sunny Young is headed for Kalama from the Anchorage. She's also arriving today, as I said earlier, and she will uh, go to Kalama and pick up corn, soy, or wheat, leaving around 4 p.m., probably arriving in Kalama by about 9 p.m. The Ultra Vanskoy is headed for Portland. She's another one of our arrivals today to pick up potash. She'll be leaving around 11 p.m., arriving at the Port of Portland by about 5 a.m. on Friday. That leaves three ships awaiting orders, the FD Vittorio Raiola, the Ocean Love, and the New Boundary. So for a little while today, we're going to have a lot of ships in the Anchorage, and then some of them are going to move on. In our outbounders, we have the Peace. She's a ship that was on yesterday's uh, ship schedule but and is on it again today. She's leaving Kalama, we hope today, corn, soy, or wheat, departing around 8 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 4 p.m. The Glorious Hope is leaving Portland carrying wheat. 12.30 p.m. is her departure time. She, If so, she could pass Astoria outbound around 7.30 p.m. The Thebe is leaving Longview carrying pet coke. She's also a bulk carrier, heading out at about 12.30 p.m., maybe passing Astoria around 4 p.m. The Campanula is on the schedule to depart from Longview. She is another ship that also appeared on yesterday's schedule. If she leaves today, she'll be carrying logs and heading out at about 2.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound, maybe about 6 p.m. The Maple Ambition is heading out of Kalama, departing about 6.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 11.30 p.m. And the ITB, the Integrated Tug and Barge Unit, the supplier, that's a tug and a barge locked together, uh, leaving Portland, petroleum in that barge, about 11 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 5 a.m. on Friday morning.
Let's take a closer look at our marine weather forecast. Here's what's happening on the Columbia River Bar today. Um, that is the area right at the mouth of the river where the river meets the ocean. Combined seas there at the mouth of the river will be around 12 feet through this afternoon, but seas could reach 14 feet with breaking waves, possibly 16 feet, during the max ebb current periods. And we have one happening around 2.45 this morning and another one around 3 o'clock this afternoon. That means there will be breaking surf on the bar and waves up to 16 feet high. And in the overall forecast, southeast winds 5 to 10 knots, wind waves southeast 2 feet at about 4 seconds apart, and west swells 14 feet at 16 seconds. Well, I have an interesting story to share with you today about a new partnership between the public and private sectors. It's designed to make it easier for scientists to gather real-time data about tsunamis from deep ocean areas. You may have heard me talk with you before on the ship report about the fact that the ocean offshore, say outside the 200 mile limit, is a place that is still in many places unexplored. And there are very few of the monitoring devices we take for granted on land available in the open sea. We see the consequences of this when it comes to things like weather prediction on the coast. Most of our weather comes to us from out at sea, where there are precious few means of really telling what's going on and what will happen next. So NOAA, that's the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, has formed a partnership with the shipping industry to outfit ocean-going cargo ships with state-of-the-art tsunami sensors. These ships, which go where no other data tracking equipment is available, can help fill in the gaps for scientists. So I'd like to share with you an excerpt from an article from the Huffington Post. It was written by HuffPost editor Chloe Fox, and it appeared on the Huffington Post website on December 22nd. The headline is, Scientists Cleverly Use Cargo Ships for New Tsunami Warning System. By using GPS systems and satellite communications, the newly outfitted ships form a network of open ocean tide gauges. In the deep ocean, a tsunami wave may only be a few inches high, but with the additional data points, researchers will be able to generate more accurate predictions and models at a fraction of the price of a network of fixed sensors. University of Hawaii researchers stumbled into this innovative method in 2010 when a tsunami generated by the magnitude 8.8 earthquake in Chile passed one of their research vessels. Their onboard equipment accurately recorded the tsunami signal, leading to the idea for the current project. The new technology has so far been installed on 10 ships. Researchers are working with Matson, Maersk Line, and the World Ocean Council to develop a version that can be deployed on a much greater number of ships. This is a quote, our new ship-based detection network is the first step towards the creation of the dense global observing network needed to support the efforts of tsunami warning centers to provide the best possible predictions of tsunami hazard to coastal communities. And that was from James Foster. He's the lead investigator for this NOAA project. So this seems like a very promising idea. Since ships are traveling somewhere on the waters of the world 24 hours a day, this could be a tool that will allow scientists to gather data in places where they just could not reach before. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program, The Ship Schedule, and uh, lots of other information on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day. <laughs>